Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. This is a special Equipped for Change edition. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And on today's episode, I want to talk to you about the top five enemies of change. And I wanted to address these because as we're navigating the process of change, as we're going through the shift of transformation in order to create our next normal, as we are figuring out how to deal with a change event and the catalyst that started all of this, we have to really be mindful of the top five things that can rear their ugly heads and cause this process to go off the rails before we have a chance to really even get started. These are the things that show up individually in your own lives when you're dealing with personal change and transformation. And these are the things that show up in your organizations and in your teams when you are leading people through the process of change to get to the next normal of transformation. And so the top five enemies that I've found that rear their ugly heads more often than not are fear, complacency, impatience, performance, and ego. The number one enemy of change is fear. And the reason I put that number one is because fear slows down or even stops our process before it starts. It hinders growth. It causes people to second guess decisions. It mires down the process in dissent and doubt. And when you encounter fear, you have to combat it with facts. You have to gather information and data that disputes the errors. You have to reassure. You have to be careful not to try to force people or force yourself out of it, but you really have to be informed through it. And because fear is such a powerful emotion, we have to recognize that fear is temporary. It is an emotional state, which means that <laughs> if you you know, five minutes from now or five hours from now or five days from now, you can feel so much differently about the situation if you are looking at it with fresh eyes. So the important, the important thing to do is to understand what's causing the fear. What information are you not having? What are the things, the misconceptions that you're, that you're holding on to? What are the things that are causing you to push back automatically? And then you have to systematically discount those. You have to systematically rebut those. You have to systematically be objective in your approach to those. Because you cannot counter fear, which is a, an emotion, with another emotion. You want to make sure that you calm people down and you want to make sure that you get them to a place where they are open to receiving new information and they are open to receiving an opportunity to continue the process. So fear is the number one thing that stops the change process in its tracks. It is the number one thing that causes people to dig in and to say that they are not moving. And unless you unpack and uncover the root causes of fear, then you're never gonna get anywhere. It's always gonna rear its ugly head again, even if you, uh, diffuse it temporarily, it's something that's gonna come back. So you really have to dismantle what these things are that are building up fear in people in order to move past it. If you do not understand and if you do not acknowledge 
the role that fear plays in the process of change, then you are going to have a difficult time making any type of progress and making any type of long-term sustainable impact. You have to deal with the emotion. And I have had client after client within organizations that simply say, if we don't have to deal with the fear that our people are feeling, we don't have to deal with that. All we know is that this is the organization, this is the project, this is the outcome we want, and here's the process that we're gonna go through. They don't take the time to really recognize that the people they're dealing with are going through a changing, a transformational event, and as such, they have to address the fears. And the number one way that fear shows up is when people are uninformed and when there is the unknown. When you fear the unknown, it causes you to fill in the gaps with all of these other things that really, when you in, in hindsight, don't make sense. But it's your brain's way of filling in what it doesn't know. So the number one way of combating the fear that can be debilitating, that can cause people to, to shut down, that can cause people to dissent, that can cause people to second guess, is to combat that with information to give them the truth, to give them an opportunity to understand the entire process and what's gonna happen. The more people know, the better it is so that they can plan accordingly. If people don't feel prepared, then they are less apt to actually do anything at all. So prepare, inform, educate, have an opportunity for people to discuss and make sure that you are maintaining that open dialogue and open conversation throughout the entire process. The second thing that is a huge enemy of change is complacency. That's that attitude of it's all good over here or we've always done it this way, we don't need to change or really just being stuck in the comfort zone that you have wrapped yourself in. I've done a couple of other podcast episodes on comfort zones and complacency, so you can go back and listen to those because I give you, I devote a whole show to those. But when you are faced with complacency, when you are faced with comfort, when you are faced with, we've always done it this way, you need to understand a couple of things. One, we naturally gravitate towards things that are familiar. We naturally gravitate towards things that give us peace because we already know what's happening. Change and the process of change is something that is a disruptor. It is something that we don't know about. It's something we're unsure about. So we naturally pull back and push back because we don't want to upset the apple cart. We don't want to pull ourselves out of something that we don't know and, and into something we don't know. So the best way to combat complacency is with a new vision. Paint the picture, be detailed. What is this going to look like? What can this be? What can we become? Make the picture of the future and the picture of what you're going to be going through and the picture of the new destination to be so vivid and so real and something that they can connect to in such a way that you see that as being better than what you have now. Nobody's going to leave the, a successful or comfortable situation to go into something that's difficult and hard unless they see something better on the other side. So address the issues of the underlying fear of the unknown. Address it, talk about it, say what it is, but paint a picture of where you're going. 
and, and create a plan of how you're going to get there so people understand the process and the journey that they're undertaking. You also have to provide a lot of support in order to come back complacency because pulling people out of their comfort zone or, or getting them excited about moving out of their comfort zone means that they need to be supported throughout the process of the unknown. No, you cannot account for every single thing that's going to happen. No, you don't have all of the answers for questions that you haven't even thought of yet. But the more prepared you are, the more you unpack, the more you paint a picture of the vision, the more you are strategic in your thought process and detailed in your planning, the better chance you'll have of feeling more confident and comfortable about leaving what you already know in order to embark on something new. And the language that you use to describe this is so important because you don't want to describe things as chaos. You don't want to describe things as going into the unknown. You don't want to describe things in terms and words that are going to paint a picture that this is going to be difficult and this is going to be hard be over the fact that this is going to be new and this is going to be something that's going to make us better. You have to highlight the good things. You have to highlight what is where we're trying to get to. Paint that vivid picture of success. Create that vision that excites people and gets them riled up and fired up to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to build that legacy. I want to be a part of something that is groundbreaking and that is life-changing. I want to be a part of something that is long-term sustainable that's going to create something that's going to be better for everyone involved, not just me. So paint that vivid picture in that vision and make sure that this process is one that everybody is participating in. It's something that you're sharing. Having people contribute to the vision and really understand how is this going to impact me and how am I going to be better and how am I going to come out on the other side is a really great way of pulling people out of that comfort zone of complacency. So my idea and, and, and one of the strategies I use is painting this mind movie of success. What does success look like? What is a day in the life going to look like once we arrive on the other side? And then being able to deconstruct, to reconstruct, to plan out the action steps that are going to be needed to get you there so you don't feel as if you're jumping off a cliff and trying to build an airplane on the way down. There are some people who love the adrenaline rush of the unknown. There are some people who love the fact that you're, you're embarking on something exciting and you don't know everything that's going to happen. But there are other people that that is terrifying and they would much rather stay in their comfort zone of what they know than embark on something that they don't. So make sure you are understanding what their motivators are, but also what their fears are and address both. The third, the third thing that derails the change process is impatience. The worst thing you can do is to rush the process of change. For people who are impatient, they're not thinking about impact or sustainability. They're thinking about let's get results. 
immediately. Let's do something. Let's check off a box. Let's say I can point to this and say, this is what I did to solve this issue, to create a solution, to, to change something immediately. But when you're looking at immediate results, when you're impatient about the process of change, then you're setting yourself up for ultimate failure because you're not really interested in the deep work of transformation. And, you're, and you are prone to change fatigue. That whole, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Is it over yet? Why are we still talking about this? Haven't we figured this out yet? Let's go ahead and get past this so we can check off the box. I know you've heard people say this or you've even said it yourself, but this is how you derail the entire process. You cannot be impatient. Change is a process that begins with an event. Change is not the event. So you have to be patient. You have to combat this with small victories during the journey of, you know, through this process. You have to make sure that you are measuring your progress. You have to make sure that you are checking yourself and saying, hey, this is where I was before, but this is where I am now and, and celebrating that. You have to speak in terms of how this is going to connect with what's next and how the now of what you're going through is going to help build on the next that you are, you are striving for. You're going to need to create this sense of anticipation. You're going to need to create opportunities for people to feel valued and accomplished while they're going through the process. Change fatigue happens when you don't see any differences, when you don't see any shifts, when you don't see anything that looks remotely like the vision of success that you've created, when you don't see anything remotely close to the mind movie that you have in your head, when this seems to be taking too long. Let's just solve the problem already and get over it. Why are we still talking about it? But if you set the stage early, and you lay the foundation and you have complete buy-in about this being a process and a transformation and something that we are going to go through that's going to unpack some things that we, that we didn't know about ourselves and that we, need to, that we need to shift, as well as preparing us for the road ahead and preparing us along the way so that we will be equipped for when we get to our destination. Impatience has to be addressed continuously because people become impatient continuously. And so you need to set up those, those benchmarks. You know, if you're in the process of trying to lose weight or trying to get in shape or trying to be healthier, you are not going to say this morning at 9 a.m., oh, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to lose weight. And, you know, you eat a salad, you go for a walk. And then you measure, and then you weigh yourself immediately and say, wow, there's no change. Wow, how long is this going to take? You have to have small victories. You have to have benchmarks. You have to have ways of measuring your progress as well as assessing the process to enable you to be enthusiastic and refuel that motivation. Motivation is something that you have to do daily. It is something that needs to be repeated. You cannot just do it once and expect it to last. 
So impatience is born out of not feeling like you're making any progress and not feeling as, as if what you're doing is really making a difference. So you wanna combat that? Show people how they're making a difference. Show some progress. Celebrate the small victories. We're human beings. We have emotions. We need to feel good about ourselves and about what we're doing if we wanna sustain it. Bottom line. So don't ignore that. Don't try to push it under the rug. Don't try to step, you know, push it aside. Don't try to say, my people are above that. No, everybody needs a lollipop. Everybody needs a silver star or a gold star. Everybody needs to feel as if they're doing something that is worthwhile. So their impatience is really because, you know what? This is taking too long. I don't know if I have the stamina. Their impatience is, I don't know if I can dedicate myself to this. Their impatience is, this is really uncomfortable and I want to change it. I don't want to do this. So address that stuff. Anticipate it. Figure out how you're going to reward yourself or reward your people along the way. How are you going to celebrate the small victories? What milestones and benchmarks are you going to anticipate and prepare for? along the way because people need to feel as if they're making progress if they're going to continue the journey if there is no progress why am i doing this if i can't look up and see how far away i've come and see how different i am and see how i'm making change and i and i am and i am becoming different or better and i'm learning i'm not going to want to do this nobody signs up for long term issues and, and angst and feeling, you know, uncomfortable and feeling as if they don't know what they're doing. Nobody signs up for that. We sign up for change because we feel like it's something that we need to do. And we sign up for change because we're excited about what we can create. We sign up for change because we feel like this is going to be better. So don't make the process something that is cause for you to want to throw in the towel. Don't make the process more difficult than it needs to be. Transformation is not easy, but it doesn't have to be torture. So find ways of encouraging yourself. Find ways of encouraging others. Find ways of celebrating those things that are going to help you, give you that umph and that push to go the next mile. Have accountability partners. Have people that are gonna you know, boost you up and help you to see how far you've come and the, and the changes that you've made along the way more often than not it is so difficult for us to see the picture because we are in the frame and we get impatient because we can't see the big picture that is why you need an outside voice that is why you need a second pair of eyes that is why you need other people around you to support you and to serve as a as a means of holding you accountable and encouraging you I have friends that I call up every so often and I say, hey, give me the speech. And they proceed to give me the speech of how I am better than I was before, of what, you know, and they, and they tell me where I started from and how much progress I've made. And they tell me and they motivate me and, and inspire me by, by giving me back my vision and, and telling me this is why you started this. This is what you were looking for. And they help me to become more patient with the process. The fourth thing that will actually 
derail change and is the fourth and one of the top five enemies is performance. And performance is change for the sake of being seen to change. It's just a rush to reaction. It's not, you know, it's not intuitive. It's not long-term and there's not a long-term commitment. It's basically keeping up with the Joneses. When everything happened with uh, the social justice issues that erupted as a result of the murder of George Floyd, there were a number of companies and organizations that rushed to be the first to make a statement. And they felt, oh, we have to make sure that we're being seen and we're making a statement or we're making a donation or we're doing something to show that we're, we're dedicated to change. But when you rush to judgment, when you rush to react, I should say, when you rush to do some action, to perform some act that is going to show people that you are, you know, down with the cause, that you are, you know, open to change, that you are making some shifts, you neglect the long-term process. You're not interested in going through this shift of transformation. You're not interested in actual results. You just want the visibility and the press complete and the press clippings. So Performance allyship is smack dab in the middle of this. Being an ally and being a champion for someone does not mean that you're going to post it on social media, that you're going to film yourself doing it, that you're going to pat yourself on the back and give yourself an award all the time. You can't be rewarded for performance over the process. Results are more key. So you don't want to speak loudly but not say anything of substance. You really need to be consistent with this. You need to to create a team effort. You need to talk about group recognition. You need to really have a measured response and have a plan of action of what you're gonna do moving forward. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to, to phrase this in we terms, not I terms. You're gonna look at the collective good and accomplishments over individual rewards. And you're going to not shine a spotlight on effort when long-term results and long-term impactful transformation is neglected. Performance is not about substance. Performance is about feeling good about your efforts and patting yourself on the back. Combat that by focusing on long-term sustainability and legacy building. It's not about who sees you. It's about what you know and, and what you're able to sustain over time. And the fifth and final enemy for the top five enemies to change is ego. It's all about me. It's a matter of pride. You need to be at the center of the process and recognized at every turn for your leadership, your accomplishment. It's all about, look at me, look at what I'm doing. And ego is rooted actually in uncertainty and insecurity. Ego is when you feel like you have to prop yourself up over the process of change in order to convince everybody else that you've got this, that you're better equipped than you really are, that you know more than you actually do that you are doing a better job than you think you are. So let's combat that. Get rid of that. Reassure. Unpack and reflect. What is it about this that's causing me to feel this way? 
What is it about this process that's causing uncertainty? What is it about this that's causing me to feel insecure? No individual is bigger than the process. Keep your focus on the process of transformation. Keep your focus on the collaborative group efforts. Keep your focus on the outside. Because even though change is a process that requires a shift and a transformation in the way that we think and in our mindset in order that for us to create our own success, it is also a process that requires us to look beyond ourselves at the collective impact of the other people around us and to, and, and to force us into understanding how we fit into the big picture with everybody else, not how we're the center of the frame. We need to understand that ego is when people feel as if they're bigger than what's going on. Ego is when you secretly feel like you really don't matter. So you're trying to prop yourself up in other ways that are superficial to make you feel better about who you are and what you're doing and how you're contributing. So when you find someone who's an egomaniac and all they talk about is themselves and all you're, you're thinking about is you, bring it down a notch. Start talking about the we. Not us versus them, but the collective we. Sometimes you have to put aside the individual comfort and the individual in terms of what I want and what I need for the collective good of everyone else on your team and within your organization and in your community and the, and the people around you. It's not all about you, although it involves you. I'll say that again. It is not all about you, but it involves you. You have to do your part. You have to show up. You have to be honest and transparent and vulnerable and authentic. You have to show up as your whole self. But this process does not revolve around you. This process is not all about you. This process is not one that will succeed or fail solely because of you. This is something that it takes all of us. And whether the process of change that you're going through is an individual endeavor or it is something that's a part of a team or an organization or a group, you still cannot go through this by yourself. You still are not going to be the center of, of it all, even though you're going to be the one doing the work. You are going to need to surround yourself with others who can support you, who can, who can engage with you, who can help to educate you, who can help to inform you, and who can lock arms and, and be with you and, and walk with you along this journey. No person is an island. We are not designed to be solitary. We are not designed to be separate. Even though we have our introverted tendencies, that only talks about how, we, how we're energized, whether we're energized by being alone or we're energized by being with others, extrovert versus intro, introvert versus extrovert. But nobody goes through this journey of life by themselves. So you cannot make yourself the center of the change process because it's not all about you, dude. You have to recognize your, the position that you play, the part that you play in the overall process, not try to make this solely about you.
So, top five enemies of the process of change. Fear, complacency, impatience, performance, and ego. I hope this has truly been helpful for you in recognizing this and using and, and being able to create strategies and a plan of attack before they raise their ugly head to make sure that you are overcoming them and really focusing on the real process, the real shift of transformation, the real journey of change that is going to create long-term impact and sustainable success. I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, I thank you for tuning in and for listening. Please share. Please subscribe to the podcast. Um, visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Click on the Let's Talk button. Schedule a 15-minute assessment. And let's talk about ways that I can work with you and with your organization and your teams to be able to assist you in facilitating outcomes, successful outcomes, by equipping your people to embrace and manage change. Remember, change is a process that begins with an event. And as always, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. I'm Keisha Rivers. It's been great talking to you. Until next time, bye-bye.